Hello and welcome to our Women on a Mission podcast, the online destination for women and men who want to create a life that they truly love, one without limits, one with more balance, more self-belief and endless possibilities for the future. I'm your host, Deborah Craig. I'm an intuitive life mentor and hypnotherapist. And every week I'll bring you guest experts, individuals with lived experience, and of course, I'll share client case studies so that you can experience some of the best ideas and solutions to help you solve real life problems so that you can live a happy and healthy life and of course become the best version of yourself every single day. You see, I've found that to reach your full potential in our careers, relationships, our health goals and in life, we must take a look at what's going on on the inside of ourselves as this is where the change really starts. I hope you enjoy the podcast and remember, leave feedback and comments so that I can continue to bring you content and guests that truly help you become the best version of yourself so that you can live a life that you love. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, good evening, or even good morning, wherever you are tuning in. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast with me, Deborah Craig, intuitive life mentor and hypnotherapist. So as you all know, I aim to bring to the audience the experts in as many different fields as I possibly can that will help you move forward with your life. And I also bring in people with lived experience so that you can learn, be inspired and motivated by their journeys And who knows, it might just be exactly what you need to hear today to help you take a step forward in your own life. So today, the topic is mindfulness, and we have a special edge to that mindfulness because it's specifically about mindfulness for children. So if you have children of your own, children in your family, maybe you even work with children, I can assure you that you'll certainly enjoy today's podcast In a few moments, I'll bring on my wonderful guest. She is the founder and franchiser of her company called Mind Marvels. And she aims to bring calming superpowers to children in schools, nurseries, and in the community, all through mindfulness. I've had the pleasure of getting to know uh, Karen, who um, through uh, our RBS Entrepreneur Accelerator program that I'm currently on, and also through our socials during the lockdowns, etc. So it's my pleasure to bring on the amazing Karen Gibb. Hello, thank Hi, you for Karen. that introduction. You are so welcome. It was a pleasure to deliver it because I meant every word. Getting to know you um, in the RBS Accelerator, Karen, has been absolutely fantastic. I'm just such an advocate for the work that you do. I have two nieces for those that don't know that are listening, because they probably do know, because I talk about them all the time. Um, And it's so important for me, because the work that I do, I lace my work with mindfulness as well, because it really helps people. Um, Obviously, I have a mindful approach in my own day-to-day life. And working, like even watching my nieces as they grow up, I just love when they pick up things from me and they'll tell me about what they've learned in school and how they know the the tree pose from yoga or they know about sitting with their legs crossed and their fingertips, you know, uh, pinched together like they're in a meditation pose. And 
they, they take all of that they learn that from me but it's lovely to hear that they pick it up in school too so when I met you it was the first thing that came into my mind was oh this must be the types of things that they learn when they're in primary school so Karen um Karen Gibb for anyone that didn't hear her full name founder of uh, Mind Marbles please give us a full introduction to who you are and a little bit of your background and how you got to where you are at this point with your own business. Um, and we'll dig a little bit deeper into the sort of reasons behind the why as we go through our chat today um, and also be sharing some tips with our audience about mindfulness and their own personal journey. So over to you. Thank you. So my name's Karen and I am, as, as Deborah said, the founder of Mind Marvels and I accidentally started this business, believe it or not. I didn't ever think I'd be a business owner. I was a teacher and I taught children in care and children that were within social work and I really enjoyed it but I always felt quite constrained by what, what I could teach them and and. and you know, I was trying to teach maths and English to young people and they weren't interested because their emotional regulation was not there. They weren't able to handle their emotions. And actually, myself, I was very anxious as a child, very outgoing, very, very active, very, um, very aware of myself. But also under there was a big hidden anxiety that I didn't actually know was anxiety until my late 20s. So discovering what anxiety was and how mindfulness and other calming strategies could help with that. Once I had discovered this, I then wanted to share this with children and young people too. And that's where Mind Marvels was formed back in 2018. So we work in schools and nurseries now um, providing calming strategies for children to help them cope with day-to-day niggles of life but also to deal with the big the big events that happen and so they've got that emotional toolbox now and for the rest of their lives I think that's it's such amazing work and I think in the world that we live in at the moment there's so much goes on day to day I think kids I mean they've always been exposed to a lot of things in life I mean that hasn't changed over the years but even more so um you know if, if, if relationships at home aren't great with parents, with other caregivers, if they are feeling challenged, maybe with bullying, you know, now there's technology, there's, it's harder for children to get away from that onset of stressors that can actually sort of maintain the anxiety, even whether they're out of school or in school. So, the work that you're doing, I just honestly can't stress enough how think, I think it's so important because when we're adults, by that point, we've got a lot of ingrained belief systems. <laughs> and sometimes oh. it's like, oh man, you can't take your you know, old dog new tricks you know, to, to learn new ways of being. But with kids, as you know, their minds are so adaptive that there's a great chance of being able to... Uh, weave in there some of the good stuff to give them a good start and whether it's in their own you know school life and then into their adult life so you mentioned your own anxiety and that was a a part of what got you into it but also um that you worked with children that had been in like care and things like that Mm, so you're talking about emotional irregulation for them 
what were the types it's just for anyone listening because sometimes this sounds like oh this only happens to maybe kids in care or this maybe only happens to troubled kids but actually all children at some point will have some varying form of emotional dysregulation and I guess I'd love you to just share what are some of the common I guess symptoms of that that you identify that you can notice and say right this kid's struggling and they're not able to regulate emotionally Mm -hmm. so many things you know it can stem from not feeling well sore stomachs headaches sweaty palms but even down to not being able to focus on schoolwork or being disengaged perhaps you know being and I say this in inverted commas you know badly behaved because I don't actually believe that children are badly behaved um right down to headaches and just feeling sick all the time so those are some of the symptoms but like you said and I'm really keen to emphasize this this happens to everyone regardless of whether they're in care or you know and you know it it, it happens to us all and it can be over really small things like you know it seems small to us but when you're a child and you fall out with your friends in the playground that's like catastrophic in your emotional well-being I mean I don't know if you remember school but falling out with friends oh Deborah what was it like it was the worst feeling ever it's fear in you and the thing is oh. as an adult now I can I can look into just through my own experiences with uh, the, the type of work that I do, that actually one of the biggest things, childhood or adulthood, that we fear as a human being is a fear of rejection. So Absolutely. when you are excluded in school or you're you know, left out of the group of friends and you know, or you're picked on, anything that identifies you or, or makes you feel that you are different or unwanted within the greater you know, group of people, that sense of rejection can really have as you say, catastrophic effects on all through life, to be honest, if, it, if it's not then addressed and, and picked up or if they're not able to regulate themselves through that experience. Um, do, is that something that you come across quite a lot, like that that children sharing that they've been left out or excluded or the bullying or like is that top, topical things that come up? Yep. Absolutely. And especially after, you know, the dreaded COVID, you've you've had children that have never played with other children. You've had children that have missed out on really basic social classes or or social lives, you know, with going to mums and toddler groups and things. Yeah. So we've really got this generation now where you've got the older children that missed out on things like you know, end of, end of year dances and big social events. And then you've got the children at the bottom that missed out on even just attending a playgroup. So although you have all those sort of little events, again, inverted commas, because they're not they're not little to the people, they, the little children they affect, you also have social, you know, social stresses, for example, COVID, but also you've got social media now, which we didn't have back in school. Thank goodness. Thank goodness, Karen. <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think I could have coped. But um so you know, children are going away from school and they're still if they've got bullies or issues at school, they're coming home with them. They can't just close the door. And that's what's terrifying that we have these children and parents that are 
unsure of how to approach these subjects or unsure how to what to do next because they've not had those experiences themselves um, as children. And I think as time's gone on, the old strategies of how to handle bullies or how to uh, handle fallouts with friends are maybe just not as effective as they were five, ten years ago. So what types of things do you share, whether it's with children or whether it's with parents, about how to support their kids or the kids themselves on how to manage their own emotions effectively? What, What are some of those strategies? Yeah, that's a great question. So with Mind Marvels, we have five strands to every single session. And that's just so that every session, a child is aware of what's going to to happen during that session. So the first one is learning about the brain and the emotions and what's actually going on inside the body and the head, because we need to have some basic understanding of why we're feeling the way that we feel and that actually it's normal to feel like that. And then the second one is moves. We do a bit of mindful movement. So that can be things like um, just becoming aware of our surroundings and and just having a bit of gentle stretching to get our body ready for the next few parts of relaxation. So the third one is connect and we'll do a little bit of mindful massage. That's either on their arm or if it's child to child, fully clothed on the back of the child. And it's all about positive touch and consent which is so important because some kids are coming into school and they've never had a cuddle you know they've not had Mm. been touched in 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 a positive way and I think that's so important then we focus on breathing strategies and ways for them to feel calm using their breath then we have our mindfulness and our relaxation so we can really get those our children sort of fully focused on just lying down and and relaxing and being aware of their body and then finally we finish with gratitude and positive affirmations to end the session so that's some of the snapshots of the, the the sort of calming strategies that we use but they all work really well together because each child is so different but they can pick a strand that works for them yeah and I think one of the things I loved about that was the it's maybe people think, oh, why would you need to teach the kids about the brain? Well, actually, when they're younger, they're, they're like sponges. They're so curious about what things mean and how they can then interpret that as it relates to their own world. And just watching their faces as they piece things together mm-hmm. is really good um, and really helpful for them. And I like the journey. I think it's always good to see them go on a journey and how lovely that it ends with the mindfulness, the meditation, and then the gratitude. Um, As I was saying earlier with my nieces, one of them got gratitude cards for a Christmas last year, and she just absolutely loves them, these positive affirmations about being grateful for things. And the youngest one would used to tell me about how she would do a meditation because she would like to talk to me about that because I did this in the work that I do. And she'd say, yeah, we just lie down and then she starts telling us a story and then I have like a little dream. So I said to her, I was like, and do you fall asleep? No. She went, it's just a dream in my head. So, and you know what I'm talking about and anyone that does meditation here will know what I'm talking about. The mind just eventually goes where it wants to go when when you're able to surrender and just relax into that sensation and kids imaginations are just the best I mean Mm -hmm. they're probably in a trance state about 
90% of the time of their life, you know, they're away off in their own world. Um, so I just, that that whole point of taking them through that journey, bringing them back into themselves, but with education as well, just gives them a little bit of power, I think, like yeah. empowerment where they can own more about their knowledge and about how they feel and then how to process that actually when they're away from the class. So give me some stories. Like, what, what do you hear? Because this is my, my favourite things. What are the types of things that kids will share with you? Because they're the best. <laughs> oh, they're so good, aren't they? Um, so I had a wee three-year-old a couple of weeks ago in nursery and he ran up to me after the, I think we'd had a couple of sessions beforehand. So I came into the nursery, comes running up to me. He's like, Karen, Karen, I, I felt my meerkat going off inside my head, which is your fight, flight or freeze response. I love it. You've called it a meerkat. That's <laughs> brilliant. So straight away, okay, he might not understand exactly what's going on, but he's aware that when, you know, when when something big's happening, you know, he can feel that 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 feeling inside and he knows that it's okay to, to feel calm as well. And I was really taken aback, like, oh, wow, because... Sometimes we underestimate kids and how mm-hmm. much they can learn, don't we? We just sort of... 100%. Mm-hmm. And then I've had um, other kids... For me, it's like the reviews that I get from children. So got this... Um, I'll show this for the camera for the one. Yes, that please. Yes, please. Well, I've got this... Um, they made me this beautiful... Um, it's all the different breathing strategies. So oh, I can see that. So for the people that are not watching, it's basically like a lovely booklet of, of all the breathing. So this one here is the, the hand breathing that we do with the young people. Um, and then and what, just, what's that? What's entailed in that hand breathing then? So they've got the bunny breathing. So that's when you, you breathe in and out through your nose, like mm-hmm. like a bunny, the way they twitch their nose. <laughs> and then we've got butterfly breathing. We've got the breathing ball. We've got candle breathing. And then we've got hand breathing. So really, really simple but effective ways for young people to learn how to how to breathe and, and breathe in a way that, that they that best benefits them. And what I always say to young people is that I don't expect you to come away with all everything that I teach every session, but just one thing, one thing that you can take away. Um, and that's what's powerful about the sessions, because it's not like you have to go and do a dance routine and learn everything. It's just take one thing that will help. And that's what's so powerful. Agreed. Um, you talked about the breathing there. So just for those that are listening. So some people, especially as adults that will come to me for varying different reasons, and we talk, I talk about breath work all the time because um, having actually worked in the NHS 24 for a period of time, I worked um, quite uh, on the uh, telephone lines mm-hmm. and basically the, the type of um, mental health patients we would get in, occasionally they would talk about, you know, I feel like I'm having a, a heart attack and it's probably been a panic attack. Yeah. And I learned a lot about breathing through my job that I do, but a lot from when I worked in there about the power of the breath it's like when you can manage your breathing and when you can bring yourself away from out of fight or flight back into rest and digest it's it's like the same impact as like having a Xanax you know like a a, a tablet to calm you down so talk to me a little bit about the breathing so children 
themselves? What, what is it? Have they meant? Do they talk about what they notice about their breathing or what the experiences that they have of it? Because adults are different. We can talk about it. We know how to put it into words. I'm always curious about how we can get that message across and understand it for children. Mm-hmm. I make it really, really simple. I'm all about simplicity because I think when we overcomplicate things, especially with children, they just switch off. They're not interested. So how we talk about the breathing is smell the flowers. So breathe in through your nose and then breathe out, blow out the candles. So it's really, really simple. Breathe in through your nose, breathe out through your mouth. And the kids get it. They're like, I'm smelling the flowers and I'm blowing out the candles. So that's how the kids learn how to do their breathing. And then from there, we can take it into all different types of breathing. So we've got the breathing ball that we use um, that helps them um, to imagine like their lungs and how their lungs get all the air and all the the air comes out of the lungs. And it's a really, really simple visualisation. But then as we progress, we'll move into like... um, we can use animals for breathing, but we can also use like our hands on our tummy for breathing. Yeah. And we can start to incorporate different parts of the body. Um, but I think the most important thing is to just emphasize to children that it is really this easy <laughs> to be calm. But if you don't have the tools or you don't use the tools, then you forget. And even as adults, and I'll be the first one to hold my hand up, sometimes life gets overwhelming and you mm-hmm. go, oh, I totally forgot that I could take a couple of deep breaths and I'm not saying that would solve everything, but it does just allow you that time to think. Pause, it's the pause. Sometimes when I I, I don't notice too much when I'm anxious, but it manifests in me in different ways. And one of the things that I can be really guilty of is I become aware that I've been holding my breath. Mm -hmm. And I, and, I, and I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I've been holding my breath there. And, and I haven't even noticed. And it's maybe been for a period of time. And then I realise, oh, that'll be why my chest feels a bit tight. Now, obviously, that's my low level, maybe not anxiety, but the stresses maybe of just daily life and running a business and things like that, that bring that up in you. But being able to actually recognise right, this is what's going on for me. I know that this is in my imagination. What I'm thinking could be an outcome of something that's not even happened yet. So by being able to ground myself through my breath, which I've been actually just in the last couple of days, I've just had quite a few things on and I found myself doing a lot more of that deep belly breathing. You're talking about putting your hands on your tummy and you feel your abdomen just to have that deeper sense of of release Mm -hmm. Um, and instantly anyone that's listening if you just do it right now even for two or three breaths you will know what we're talking about it's fast acting and you're right it's not going to change the world in that moment but you see it's the difference between something spiraling out of control a thought process or a behavior that you're not going to be happy with in about 10 minutes time so it could be I'm angry I'm frustrated and, and my children are driving bonkers because let's face it we adore kids but yes of course they have their <laughs> moments they try your patience that's what they're sent here to do mm-hmm. um but being able to have that dialogue with them and then if you recognize as an adult that your buttons are being pushed something's going off within you taking yourself a pause multiple deep breaths yeah calm the nervous system 
out of fight or flight mode, back into rest and digest, feel that settled feeling. And then what happens is you get that opportunity then to decide, okay, so how am I now going to respond? Because what I find, so I'm coming from an adult's perspective because I work with adults and these are the types of things they'll talk about, whether it's their kids or something in work. But being able to take that pause will create a different reality. So if you're finding that you're always flying off the handle, you're always shooting from the hip, whether it's your kids or your work colleagues or your friends or your partner, just think about what if I was to take three to five calm and deep breaths and just just pause myself, compose myself, then I could get to decide, is this action I'm about to take actually going to be helpful towards the outcome that I'm hoping to achieve? Or am I going to escalate something? Because we know when we're angry and frustrated and all these things, it just stacks on top of itself and it just gets out of control. But being able to take that pause um, from an adult's perspective, the breathing to me is one of the fastest ways just to get the break Mm-hmm. And the thinking pattern, because the thought, the feeling, the action, it happens in a nanosecond. Absolutely. So if you can pause, you get that chance to make that change. What what do you what's your own experiences of that, whether it's personally or how you work with kids or even with their parents? Mm-hmm. Huge, absolutely huge. And actually, Joe Wicks, the body coach, is very good at this. I don't know if you follow him, but he actually did an incident yesterday that he shared on his Instagram stories. And it was about um, his little boy is, is refusing to brush his teeth right now. So he's getting really frustrated because he's like, I need my son to brush his teeth. But Joe Wicks is a really great person to follow because he came from quite a traumatic childhood, which he openly talks about. And he's trying to reverse the parenting that he received and become this better version of himself. So he was talking about yesterday how he flew off the handle his wee boy and he was very open and honest and he said he was waiting for his wee boy to come back from nursery so he could apologize to him and make amends and of course his wee boy came back and was all happy and hadn't necessarily remembered that his dad had had flown off the handle but what I say you know to children in comparison to adults is to just always have that awareness around yourself that when you do start to feel those feelings rising or you start to get that, oh, that frustration, which we all get, very similar to adults, Deborah, take that deep breath, you know, go for a walk, go and count to 10 in the corner. And what I always say to parents is to model the behaviour that you want to see in your children. Mm -hmm. So mum feels angry right now. She's going to go and stand over there and take 10 breaths. It's okay to show children our negative emotions because every emotion is exactly that. It's an emotion and it's not right, it's not wrong. It's just part and parcel of us, isn't it? Yeah. So I always say model the behaviour you want to see, but also showcase that to children as well and, and be honest about, you know, if a child comes in and, and you're in a bad mood, you know, I'm in a bad mood right now, son. It's not nothing to do with you, but I'm just having a moment. You know, so that child doesn't sit and ruminating. On, on is that me? What have I done? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's such a powerful message, Karen. And uh, it's so important to recognise that as adults, we're all flawed human beings. Of course. So we're not going to get it right all the time. We are going to lose our temper. It's it's what we do about it after that. Are we going to continue in that vein? Or are we going to make it right? 
and then remember that the next time something like that comes up, do you know what, that didn't really give us the outcome, what ended up, because what I hear from a lot of parents as well is they get angry, then the child gets upset, and then the parent just spends all day and all night and for however many days beating themselves up. It's like, well, it became counterproductive, didn't really get the result that they were wanting, or if it did, it came with guilt, because the kid eventually does what you want them to do, whatever it is, but then you're laced with all of this guilt along the way. So being able to communicate effectively and be able to take those pauses, whether it's parent or caregiver or gran or whoever it is that's, that's you know, uh, watching the children, them to take control of their own actions and behaviours, but also the child being able to do the same. So as you say, if you give your kids the autonomy to say, you know, mummy, daddy, whatever, um, I feel angry. I just want to be in my own. I think we so easily can want to resolve things for a child. And sometimes actually they just want to work through it on their own. They don't want you to be chasing after them and trying to make it right. And it just can, can create more emotions coming up of frustration. So I think as you're right, take the lead as well a bit from them sometimes. All the time, adults are still the adults at the end of the day. I get that. But also your kids are usually trying to tell you something and often it's they're not feeling maybe heard in some capacity or there's a reason behind why they feel the way they feel. That being said, they're also storytellers. So you're just going to have to work out which one's which. <laughs> Hell yeah, adults are some storytellers as well. Oh my goodness, yes they are. The things that I've said to my nieces that I think on reflection, yeah, probably just better being honest with them rather than spin them a yarn. <laughs> But again, that flawed human being, it's with us all. <laughs> Listen, kids are going to blow up. Kids are going to push our buttons. Teachers are going to get frustrated. Parents are going to get, you know, angry outbursts. But we can all learn. And I hope from listening to today's podcast, anyone that's tuning in will have picked up even one little golden nugget. That Karen, you've shared. I'm not even going to ask you for a tip because there was that many through <laughs> the whole podcast that here it is. And you heard mine. Take a pause. So everything is about taking that moment to break the pattern where it's the it's the spiral of the anger or the frustration or whatever it is that leads to the unwelcomed outcome is to take a pause, take a breath, realize that it's okay to feel the way you feel, but you get to decide how you want to act. That's the decision you get to make. So I hope everyone has loved tuning in. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed our chat today Karen and I just want to thank you for, for, for coming on and sharing uh, your wisdom and knowledge all about kids and mindfulness. Thank you so much for having me and if anyone is looking for more information then I'm really easy to find so just Karen at mindmarvels.com or, or Mind Marvels on all social media platforms. So we're dead easy to, to locate um, for my sins or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're also just franchising the business UK wide. So we are looking for people to take on their own local area and work in schools and nurseries with their own Mind Marvels business, which is really exciting. So if that's wow. something you're maybe thinking about, then check out our website, mindmarvelsfranchise.com for more information. 
absolutely amazing. I will be sure to put all of the links for everything that you've shared today into the description when this podcast goes live. Um, this is an amazing opportunity for people that are looking to make a difference in that small way in the world where they can impact, have a positive impact on children, their well-being and setting them up for the future. And also, if you are that person sitting out there thinking, I've always wanted to run my own business. Well, here is an amazing opportunity for you to do it. So don't even think twice about reaching out to Karen. She is incredibly approachable. Thank you so much for coming on today. It has been such a pleasure, Karen. Thanks for having me. Take care. Thank you. Well, everyone, I will see you same time next week. Uh, I'll be back here again with another episode. Until then, I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you've taken away something valuable, even a golden nugget that will help you move forward with your life so that you can become the best version of yourself and really have that life that you love. So I will see you back here every Tuesday. A new episode will be released, same time, same place. And if you want to sign up so that you're notified when these new episodes are live for you to listen to, then all the details will be in the description. So thanks again, and I hope you enjoyed the show, and I'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.